set a glass right now, boo-boo. Yeah, I will. Listeners, we've missed you. We hope you had a lovely Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and because I can hear myself right now, it's completely impacting the way that I'm talking. What are you drinking? Um, so I finally reordered, like, from my wine club on Wink. And they, Wink. And they delivered, like, four cases of wine because I had lit it back up so much. Um, well, that's a party. This is a Syrah. Mm, lovely. From Santa Barbara. We're plugging wines tonight. And I'm going to wine country next weekend. Oh, my God. The jealousy that I feel. Yeah. I have nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, the remaining Sauvignon Blanc from the risotto recipe that I made last night. Which looked delicious. I I saw on the Insta. (sighs) It was so fucking good. Like, I, it was nothing that I did. It was fully the recipe. Like, I, I took a little taste just to check the um, the texture of the rice while it was cooking. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> what is this? What is this deliciousness? It didn't need any salt. It didn't need anything. It was so good. It's like a Parmesan truffle risotto. And I did not use real truffles. But I used um, truffle olive oil. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. My parents got me a Le Crusette Dutch oven for my birthday. So I was christening it. It's so funny because we were talking about Pamela Adelon recently, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And um, if you ever get a chance, look at her Instagram. Are you an ASMR person? Mm -mm. We've talked about ASMR, right? I am the opposite. <laughs> well, my ASMR is watching people cook, apparently. Oh, like, that's it an just, option? Oh, well, I mean, I think, like, <sighs> saying, like, my ASMR is, like... Oh, it's like saying, that's my kink. <laughs> that's my... Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, like a, it's like an expression. So it's not actual ASMR, but it's just something that brings me, like, great comfort. <laughs> And I can like fall asleep watching it because I feel comforted and quieted and whatever. Like all is right with the world, you know, it's like my happy place. So Pamela Adelon, she has her show Better Things, which is like super autobiographical. And it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. And on the show, her character cooks for her daughters all the time. And she has this like amazing sprawling kitchen. And she's always cooking this like very loving, elaborate meals. Yeah. And then on her Instagram, she started sharing like little, you know, stories of her actually cooking at home. And they're so comforting. (laughs) Like they're so comforting. I can't even imagine. I can't even talk to you about because it's. She's a really good home cook and she's very detail oriented and it's just like, it just feels really good in her house. Like she plays like Motown music, like while she's cooking and there's just like, there's just warmth and love in the home. Um, And it's also really like, if you're a fan of her and the show, it's really cool to see where the inspiration for those like cooking scenes on the show came from, you know? Yeah, but highly recommend it. That that inspired me a lot in the Le Crusette Dutch oven. 
um, Irina, in her um, highlights, listeners, if you go to her highlights on her Instagram account, the one that I recommend the most is she does like a chicken and dumpling soup. It's like a Dolly Parton recipe kind of thing. Oh, it's just sounds delicious. ASMR. And Fizzy is slowly spiraling around me. No! She's whining. She's throwing her bone around on the hardwood floor. She's throwing her bone around. Two words. She's not throwing her boner around. There's a dog outside that's like got her in a state. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm like figuring out how to honor this. It's like... (laughs) Honor. Do I ignore it? Which is not honoring it. I'm just picturing you turning to Fizzy and being like, Fizzy, how do I honor this? <laughs> do how I, do I honor you right, in this moment? Right. It's like, do I try to distract you? Do I take you outside to pee? It's just like so hard. I feel you. Well, in our last episode, which feels like a thousand years ago, we it was talked a about years ago. It actually was a thousand years ago. That's a fact. Truth fact. Uh, we talked about the fact that it is Virgo season. Since we last recorded, my birthday has passed. Mia's birthday is coming up. Please send any gifts to P.O. Box. Nine zero three three four five seven two three dollar sign <laughs> exclamation point Walla Walla Washington. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, at the end, we'll give you our Patreon thing again in case you want to make a contribution. Right. That- <laughs> suggestion we have a real place you can say <laughs> a real place to give to give birthday gifts um but we were talking about the fact that it's virgo season and i don't know i feel like you and i are sort of on the same wavelength with considering our birthdays sort of like a new year of sorts mm-hmm. so it's an opportunity to look at your life and take stock of um where you want to be putting your energy and any things that you would like to manifest, you know? Yeah. So we talked about doing you some sort of like, visioning um, exercise. You said Ooh, that like. What um, I say? Like, situation. You knew. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Listeners, my headphones went flying off because I was so excited. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember there was like a whole day where I was just talking like situation? Um, like on purpose, not by accident. I don't, that was I don't by remember accident. a whole day, but I know that, you know? Ha- that he's so inspirational. <laughs> I mean, which is actually kind of ridiculous. Like the fact that he's become <laughs> an inspiration to many, yes. including me, is wild. Like 10, year, 10 years ago, he was a joke. And now... He was butting his head into a wall. And now he's like one of my favorite celebrity influencers. And he spreads messages yeah. of positivity. And mm-hmm. resilience. And he's just become like a, he's become like what I knew, even though he's not from Brooklyn. Like he, he's become what I, he's become what I knew Brooklyn boys would become. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're <laughs> saying. 
I do know what you're saying. Because all Brooklyn boys, even when they're shitheads, they're also like really loving at they're heart. They're loving and, like, shitheads. They're loving <laughs> shitheads. And we are loving shitheads. <laughs> we are lovers of loving shitheads. <laughs> We're lovers of loving shitheads. Yeah. We're loving those loving shitheads. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a hot wife too. P.S. Who I was not into in the beginning, but because he loves her, like she's grown on me as well. You don't think she's hot though? No, I'm just I'm saying like none of it. Like I just, I just didn't. (laughs) There was no appeal. This is gonna be. This is gonna be. This is like so fucked up. I almost don't even want to say it out loud. (laughs) But like, which is why I really want you to say it out loud. Right. I mean, oh, it's so gross. (laughs) Say it. No. No diss to anyone. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, what are you gonna I know it's so bad. Um, no, no <laughs> diss to anyone. But like, when I first was introduced to her, oh my I god. just was like, "Wow, she looks like a Sunni basic chick." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no diss to anyone who went to a Sunni. We knew a lot of Sunnis. Yeah, a lot of Sunni people. And we learned She's in the last three days that FIT is a Sunni school. Is a Sunni school. <laughs> we didn't, Bomb we didn't know that. But didn't know that. But just in the way that like she seemed like super conformist. I was like, she actually have a personality. Mm. You know, just in the way that I just feel like all uninteresting people. <laughs> <gasps> Damn. <laughs> like that's fired indeed you know it's just like there's a there's a schema in my head of like coming up through our new york city public school system are you gonna like just like follow the pack like that's hurting you from like school to school to school to school the combination oh my of that. god you're you're making you're you're bringing like hegemony and pedagogy <laughs> like, into you know the like there's like, like this there's like a wolf pack it just keeps going and it like funnels you from like your feeder school all the way to suny and then but i was part of a friend group caitlin included that was like mm-hmm. we were mostly gonna do we weren't gonna that was not our default plan by any stretch of imagination for the most part like we had friends that wanted to like see other things and explore other parts of the world and explore other parts of the we country did. so and we, we, which, we were, which we were terms. made fun which we were which we were made fun of like the things that we were made fun of for in high school essentially boiled down to like being interesting and like not following the pack yeah. vis-a-vis lawrence even though like i love lawrence now you know right <laughs> It's interesting because I don't see her that way at all. However, you don't see her as a when, basic chick. Okay, I don't. However, when they show photos of them when they like first met, I suppose in college. That's, 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 that's was, also not helping. Is that they went, they met in college? And, that's and I think, when, and I think he like that's, went to when I look at her face in that photo, I'm like, oh, Sunni basic bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, something happened between then and now, and I just see her as based on literally nothing this is based on literally nothing um i see her as very evolved my perspective is also based on nothing let's be clear okay i see her as very evolved towny though she be though she may be okay um i see her as very evolved she just is super caring okay and i don't know i just think she wants what's best for everybody She's, you know what I, I mean? mean? I mean, this is even more basic, but like, she's just like a total sweetheart, right? <laughs> like, in the way that, yeah, like some of those basic girls are, you know? But like, <laughs> but, 
But like, what's wrong but with she that? She actually is. What's Nothing's wrong? wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing Exa- is wrong with exactly. that. Exactly. And that's like kind of who you want to be boot up with. Right. You know? Someone who's just going to always be like caring about like, you and your needs and be a total sweetheart, which is what, which is what she essentially is. Yeah. So no diss, Lauren or Suni, for my <laughs> remarks. You know. Fizzy, no. We love Lawrence, you know? Um, yeah, so we veered off, but bringing it back to our visioning for the next year, um, have you thought about this? Have you thought about what you want more of in your life, what you want less of? I haven't, which is why I find this exercise helpful. I'm sorry, my roommate Rose is um, baking things, so there may be some clangity clangities in the background. Nice. Um, yeah. What is it? What does it smell like? Nothing yet. But I saw the ingredients when I was downstairs before. And I saw a big hunk of butter and some chocolate chips. Butter So it's is, very promising. Butter is life. <laughs> sure fucking is. Anyway. Yeah. What do you want more of? Less of before your 39th birthday? Um, I want more intentional planning of fun. Yes. Um, That's really. Funny. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I just. I don't plan for fun the way I plan for my professional life, and it's like not. Oh. It's like not acceptable. And so days like like even this weekend like kind of just arrived, and it's like I could have had plans right. for a fun weekend. It doesn't even need to be a group outing. It could have just been you could just go three by days yourself. of intentional Mia fun, and I didn't plan right. for it. And so I am. Oh, I love that intentionally wanting that to be different this upcoming year Mm. um i i honestly think with that change that's really all Mm -hmm. (laughs) the only change i would make um i love that yeah i fucking love that because pretty much everything else is copacetic yeah um no mine is mine is extremely similar um i was saying to my friend earlier today that i feel allergic to ambition lately Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um at least on like the work and creative and opportunity front i want to move into a way more passive chapter of my life where you know I just go with the flow and things come to me if they do and I evaluate them, but I'm not, I don't want to chase shit. Um, But what I do want to do, as you said, is like shift some of that chasing hustling energy into my personal life and just create joy. Just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I did think of something else. Yeah. um, Too, which is part of like the, it goes, it's still in the same bucket of like intention, but in my personal life is just around like diet and health. Like I don't I actually really like healthy food, but it takes intention to eat that way consciously and planning. And it's an area where I all for the last decade, I've definitely always given it short trip, except for like small spurts where I care about it. And I'd love to be mindful. I guess it's like mindful eating. Like I'd love to just be much more mi- mindful. Um, for some reason, I feel like Getting an herb scissor is going to, like, unlock that for me. It's completely irrational. Like Getting a what? An herb scissor. Like, it's a scissor that cuts herbs. Ooh, ooh, it's yes. It's the one that has, like, lots of scissors. I don't know why I think that alone is going to, like, be game-changing. It's total bullshit. But, no, but I have like, been adding no, just, like, fresh no, herbs to different it. dishes, and I'm like, this is healthy. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, like, debatable, mm-hmm. like, whether or not it's, like, you know, like, 
I don't know, like the impact that it's having on your health, but I think certainly on your mental health. Yeah. And it just, it just feels really good to do that. I agree. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Those are my two things. No, and I I fully believe that. Um, I mean, the Le Creuset acquisition is, you know, case in point. Um, I love cooking and I rarely make the time for it. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's like working out and I enjoy working out at the end of the day, even at the beginning of the day, if I'm low on energy, like those are two things that will go right out the window. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Like I want to be good to Bimbari. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, not to sound like some bitch at a wellness retreat, but I want to work on loving myself more. Aww. You do sound like a bitch at a wellness retreat, but that I is... Do. Okay. I do. I sound like... Do you remember in Mean Girls, the the girl at the very end is like, I just wish we could all get along like we did in middle school. <laughs> I wish I could bake a cake of rainbows and sunshine. Yeah, I sound like that bitch right now, but I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's hard. That is hard to do. I find it very hard to do lately. So. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of that. I I just want more life. Yes. We we both work too much. We need more yeah. life. Yes. Even pre-pandemic, I was working remotely. I could work from anywhere and I feel like I don't take advantage of the benefits of that enough. Yeah. Know? That, and that that takes major intention. That's actually, um, I don't know if you're game for this, but let me know if you are. But like, that's actually a goal of mine. Um, it's the, it's, um, I guess it's, I was thinking, I mean, I didn't get into it when I was mentioning intentional fun, but like, I now have a job I can work fully remote. Yeah. And so I feel like what I should be doing is, is once a month, like going somewhere for a week. Going somewhere. Exactly. And just working exactly. from there for a week. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And a mix totally. and a mix of things. Like I think I want to spend probably like every other month having it be someplace that's drivable, so I can take Fizzy with me. Mm-hmm. And then every other month making it like travel. That's like plane, yeah. new scenery, beach, whatever. I love that. And um, I gave myself a target start date as of November to do that to start that cycle. So, oh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I-, I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah, even if it just, for me, even if it just ends up being, like, a long weekend every month. Totally. Where I'm somewhere else, but, like, working on Friday, Monday, you know. Totes. Totes. Totes my goats. Um, Totes okay. my goats. I know we wanted to keep this episode high and tight. Wow, that sounds so. like a sexual reference. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um not my intention although maybe my intention because this is the l word we're talking about oh my gosh um, you have to watch we're Gen coming Q up on now. season five i know it i comes, know but we i'm so sorry but like it's so fucked up how like now you have to watch that i do but i don't have to do it immediately <laughs> you're right By the way, speaking of which, we'll put a pin in this, but I did come up with a horrific assignment for you if I really wanted to get you back. Horrific. What is it? We'll put a pin in it because I think it needs more time to discuss. Maybe we'll do it in the next episode. Okay. Um, Which we are also recording tonight. But anyway, 
Um, so tonight we're talking about season five. Tonight. This is what we call the uh, film production season. So the majority of the season is grounded in the shooting of the uh, the adaptation of Les Girls. Yes. And it is wild, my friend. Jenny weasels her way into being back on the film project because she was fired. I think she in was the last season. Fired she was for fired. Her she weasels her way back into being the adapter of the screenplay and then into being the fucking director. Because she's got her shenanigans. Trash. She's a psychopath. Um, she is also a psychopath. <laughs> this is true. Um, the uh, So they do the casting process and they cast this um, like young Maxim starlet named Nikki, Nikki Stevens in the lead role playing like the pseudo Jenny character. And Nikki, I, I have to say, was not a welcome addition to the cast, in my opinion. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Mm. Yeah. She's fucking awful. Just I agree with that. She is not causing great. All sorts of trouble. She no. is a troublemaker. Fully a troublemaker. And kind of um, like single white female. Not even kind of. Very single white female. Nikki is? Yeah. Oh, not Nikki. I'm thinking oh, of Adele. Adele. I'm sorry. Adele. Actually, both of them, to be fair, as things play out. <laughs> yes, as things play out, because Nikki kind of loses her mind. Yeah. Um. So Jenny, because she's a fucking narcissist, gets involved with the girl who's essentially playing her in the movie. <laughs> so she gets involved with Nikki. They keep having sex all over set. Nikki... <sighs> It's so frustrating to watch this season as somebody who works in film production and as an actor because, like, Jenny and Nikki are just being, like, wildly unprofessional. They're just acting like children on this set, and it makes me crazy. Yeah. But then there is also the introduction of Adele, who is a Jenny stan, shall we say? A Jenny Schechter stan, somebody who's a big fan of all of her writing, and she eventually ends up being Jenny's personal assistant. And then I started to get a vibe early in the season. I was like, is this going to be like a single white female, all about Eve kind of situation? Yes. And then I was very pleased to discover that it was. So Adele. So. Yeah. Adele ultimately manipulates her way into taking the directing role away from Jenny and taking it on herself. It's so implausible, but I loved every second of it. Did you? (laughs) I sure did. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking about All About Eve the whole time. And then I can't remember if it's this season or the next season, but they reveal what Adele's last name is. And it's Channing, which is also... The last name of Betty Davis's character in All About Leave. Oh, do, do you think that was a reference? Sure. Of course it was. Oh, my God. Look at you being rewarded for your film nerdiness. <laughs> I spent how much fucking money on an MFA degree in film studies? <laughs> this is what it gives me. <laughs> Helena is arrested and goes to prison. Oh. And uh, she... Um, 
Well, she first becomes the bitch of her roommate, Dusty. Very sexy, imposing woman. Yeah. And, I, liked, um, I actually liked their relationship. I love their relationship. And then it, it, it becomes like a real a real relationship. At first, Dusty's just like protective of her. And then Helen is like, let's get it on. Let's and get it do. on. And then they do. Ah, and then they do. Um, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, her mom bails her out of jail. Yeah. Um, Because even though she wanted her to be poor, she didn't want her to be like. I know. In prison. I didn't want you to be banging banging chicks in jail. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I draw the line. Pretty much. So Helena's bailed out, but it becomes clear that her mom is still going to be super controlling over her life. So she decides to run away. With Dusty. Run away, run away. <laughs> throwback, throwback. Total throwback. And that was that was delightful when she like she tells Shane, she's like, Don't tell anybody. But I'm going I'm going to find Dusty and I'm gonna break her out. Because we're lovers. Because <laughs> we're lovers. And I don't know where we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Paige and Shane. Uh, Paige catches Shane cheating on her, of course, you know, with some lacy, cheeky, pantied chick in episode one, and it's over. Shane's salon burns down, because it's a very eventful beginning of the season. And Shane. Shane's salon burns down, we're led to believe Paige burned it down. Are we? I was unclear about that. I think it's another one of her, like, I fucked up, my relationship life is so crazy. Like, Ooh, yeah. Which, which, which is weird, though, because Paige never presented no as, like, crazy, you know, in the way that some of her no. early suitors did. Like, remember that? Um, right. Tammy, whatever her name is, from season yes. one. Yes. <laughs> I could see her doing that. Right. Yeah. I couldn't see Paige doing that. Me neither. Um, the beginning of season five is hilarious because, so Shane is working at a wedding. Yeah. She's doing hair at a wedding. Who yeah. else is working the wedding? I forget. Um, Somebody else in the friend group is working. Oh, Helena. She's um, she's catering. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Because so that's what she does. The same wedding. Yeah. To for like a hot not second. Be, to not be poor. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> basically the bride and all of her bridesmaids and the mother of the bride all end up banging Shane. <laughs> that shit was crazy. It was just like a It was pain. so funny. <laughs> It was just like a revolving door of hoedown. Like, it was so crazy. It really was. My favorite part, though, was the mom. And she was just like, I saw the way you looked at me when I walked up the aisle. And I'm not going to lie. It made me horny. (laughs) Nuts. I laughed so hard. And then obviously, like, it blows up in her face and... She ends up like having to like hop in a getaway car to get away from the wedding because the girls are all chasing after her. And then that inspires Shane to go celibate, <laughs> which is hilarious. It is hilarious because mm-hmm. her life doesn't have to be like that. Mm-mm. She brings it on herself. It sure doesn't. There is also competition for the planet. This other place named Shebar opens. Owned by Don Denbo, a.k.a. Double D. That's what Shane calls her, and that's what I want to call her. And my lover, Cindy. 
I'm yes. putting that in quotes. So how much do you love her? How says, much do you love her? Two of do them. I love Cindy well, or Don Denmo? Actually, both of them together. They're iconic. Du- I mean, they're du- definitely iconic. As a duo. Like, they're they're an iconic villainous duo. <laughs> like, for sure. My lover, Cindy. This is my lover, Cindy. <laughs> that was a good impression. That was um, a good impression. <laughs> Um, I love. I pulled them. that out of nowhere. <laughs> and the blonde of the of the duo is um, Cindy. Yeah. Is an iconic actress from General Hospital. So I was like, is she very now? excited. Yeah, she's. Um, oh, I like. She plays her. a character named Courtney on General. She Hospital. looks like a Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> like twenty years ago, I was obsessed with her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they sort of come rolling into town and they introduce themselves to Kit and they play this innocent game of like, oh, we don't plan on stepping on your toes and we don't want to be competition for the planet. We're not going to serve coffee or pastries or any of that. We just want to create a nightlife scene, which, of course, is bullshit. And they end up totally, you know, sabotaging the planet, which is so fucked up. It is so fucked up. How are you going to do that to Kit? How you going to rip do- it like that, son? <laughs> how are you going to do it like, how are you going to do that to Kit, son? Sorry, I tried to make it a thing. It didn't work as well. <laughs> Shane uh, ends up being pulled into Dawn and Cindy's web, and they sort of get involved in a thruple situation together. Right. But of course, um, Cindy sleeps with Shane alone and tells Shane that Dawn said it was okay, which she didn't. And then Dawn walks in on them. And (laughs) Shane is like, she said it was okay. (laughs) What happened to Shane's celibacy? That's the question. I know. Didn't that, like, that was what destroyed it, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The worst part of Shane's celibacy is that part so it's funny because, like, obviously she's celibate and Shane has probably not gone a day of her adulthood without sleeping with a woman. And um, so obviously it's getting to her and she she's just getting horny over everything and everyone. And she's, like, leering at Jenny in the bedroom. And Jenny's like, stop leering. <laughs> Isn't that also And then where, she like... pops her tit out to, like, tease oh, her. Oh, I remember that. Like, that was, like, this. That was, I'm like, oh. That was, I thought that was cute, but... I don't know why. I would have if it wasn't Jenny. Yeah. But isn't that also where, like, <laughs> Shane takes up, like, working out, like, maniacally? Because she's, like, <laughs> channeling a different energy. She's, like, in the gym. I did appreciate like, that. Going at it, like. Yes. Yeah. I, what I appreciated about this season was the, first of all, so, yeah, sh- I feel like, I feel like they were sort of incorporating some of the best elements of Quaff into the season. I was about to say that. Right? It was very much like a Quaff. That whole scene could have been listed from a craft episode. Like, because they all, you yeah. know, because in craft they spend a lot of time in the gym and it's where they like update each other on their like yes. ridiculous, you know, exploits and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The gym scenes in Quaff are always iconic. Like, they're always so funny. But also, I feel like Shebar brought a little bit of Babylon energy into the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed this season a lot. Yeah. Fine holiday fun. Two Fine thumbs up. holiday fun. <laughs> The uh, the transphobia towards Max continues to be wild. 
Wild. <laughs> Wild. So Jody's translator, Tom, and Max start getting involved, which is really cute. And Jody so turns to Bet and she's like, I'm so happy for Tom. He really wants a boyfriend. And Bet says, You mean girlfriend? My <laughs> God. It's fucking petty, close minded lesbians. Seriously. The whole thing is horrific. The way that they get away mm. with being transphobic. It's disgusting. It's so gross. Oh, it's so disgusting. But it, we don't, I don't think we ever actually answered the question you posed at least two L word episodes oh, ago of just yeah, like, yeah. is this like just fucked upness? Like they're going to write this way and they think it's acceptable or are they actually trying to put a spotlight on transphobia? I want to believe it's the latter. I want to believe that. Here's the thing though. I, I, I've experienced, <laughs> but I've experienced so much phobia by, you know, biphobia or really just right. all phobia that's not just clearly L and clearly G that I'm kind of like, yeah. even by people that like ostensibly are like on the front line, like right. leading us in the movement. So like, yeah, it really is a question. I fucking don't know. No, it really is. And frankly, and I mean, we'll get into this in the next episode, but um, what they do to Max's character in season six makes me believe it is the former. <laughs> even what they do to Jenny as a character, right? Like she's, yeah. She, She's ostensibly bi. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, I guess, well, she comes into her own understanding that she's a lesbian. So I guess that, that is what it is. Yeah. But like, it's, I don't want to like mislabel her. But yeah, what they do to anyone that's not clearly G, capital G, capital L in this series is generally it's trash. Out. It's trash. Yeah. 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 I think I definitely have more to say about that in season six. But yeah, I just wanted to highlight that that bit of trash. That's terrible. <laughs> I can't with that. I mean, to your to the point, like the first episode of this season is called LGBTs. Like they replaced oh, the God. T for T's, which is like a oh, <laughs> Like that's not cool. like in a title. That's not cool. So Bet's still with Jody. Bet starts cheating with Tina. Yeah, um, what you, yeah, you said that you ro- listeners, you couldn't see it, but she rolled her eyes. So <laughs> I didn't know if you caught that. <laughs> I thought I was being subtle. I guess not. Subtle. <laughs> Supposedly, I was being subtle. Uh, well, say more. Just, Elaborate on so your feelings here. I, just, I love Jody so much. Uh, I love Jody so much. Okay. And I just think that Bet is a trash bag for cheating on her. Um, Jody's such a good partner. Um, and granted, like, I, I don't think they probably should have been together in the long run, but ugh, I just I hate that Bet does that to her. Okay, but what do you think about the way Jody handles the breakup? Um, <laughs> that was going to be my next <laughs> That shit was a motherfucking revelation. <laughs> and I related to it. Heard. <laughs> I related to it so hard. Um, It's probably not something that I would do now. I would like to think it. It is reminiscent of things. It's reminiscent of things that I might have done in like high school, for example. Just as an example, Mia, you know what I'm talking about. I'm very vindictive, listeners. I'm so fucking vindictive. Same person. I'm not. I'm really not. Like, 
I think about some shit that I've done in the past out of feeling vindictive and feeling wronged and betrayed. And like, I want to throw up. I'm just like, I, I'm not that person. But I don't know. I just I was so mad about Bet cheating on her that it felt really like, I don't know, like gratifying. Ugh. Seeing how Jody handled it. I thought Jody, I mean, I honestly, I, no. It was petty. I, yeah, like, like I was, was not feeling any horrible. of it. I was like, this sucks. Like, this is why she's not with you. Like. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I love it, it, well, here's the interesting part. Like, I wa- we've watched, we've watched Bet and Tina be horrible to each other when they've been in their mm-hmm. own down and out. Mm-hmm. Which I've never actually judged. Like, I've just kind of been like. I mean, I, well, I mean, aside from Bet, like, kidnapping their child, um, which I thought was pretty shitty. But, like, everything leading up to that, I was just kind of like, that's amusing. But, like, I do judge Jody. <laughs> um, I'm I, sorry. It sounds like Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I do judge Judy Jody. And <laughs> um, maybe it's because, like, I'm judging the length of time they were together. And I'm like... This doesn't warrant that. Like what? Like and and mm. and that's and that's absurd because like the depth of your feeling is not is never is not always attached to the time you spent with someone. So yeah, so it's all irrational on my part. But I just like judge judge. No, I, I think I, it's irrational. I judged her pretty harshly. I was like, Jody, no, I stop feel you. Cray, like cray. also, it's debasing. So, it was like yeah. this is embarrassing. Like watching you. Oh no, it's really <laughs> the the public aspect of it was like truly insane. Yeah, because it was like, you think you're embarrassing Bet right now, but like you're also embarrassing yourself. You're also kind of embarrassing but you don't yourself. don't realize that. Yeah. It's sociopathic artistic behavior. Right. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's like what Jenny does. Yeah. Frankly. There you it's go. It's like I don't, there's no, um, there's no honor of the separation between personal and artistic. You know what I mean? Say that. <laughs> Say that, Queen. <laughs> and I say this as speaking an of nar- speaking of narcissism. Can yeah. you share with the listeners how amazing I am in your sugar baby birthday situation? What, <laughs> what a fucking segue! <laughs> what a fucking urn! <laughs> like topic change out of nowhere's. <laughs> I remembered that I wanted to talk about it at the beginning of the episode. Because it's, it's a logical through line when we were talking about sugar babies a couple mm. episodes ago. Mm. <laughs> Look at your face. So, Mia, I received... So, I, uh, I went to Wellesley, my alma mater, for a gig the last week and a half of august and so i was out of town and i felt really special because i came home to all these packages and gifties from people and i was like and then i really felt like a sugar baby but um i opened mia's gift and i realized oh oh it's that special feeling you get when you recognize that it's a jewelry box you know what i mean and you're like oh oh (laughs) oh this is too much and um, I, <laughs> and I opened it, and it was a Gorgina pair of emerald earrings. Yes. And I swooned, and I immediately texted Mia in all caps, and I said, I guess I'm the sugar baby now. Yeah. 
I had to I had to thank her, y'all, because as you as we as we discussed, she spent a lot of the last year making me feel like a sugar baby. Mm. And so I had to return the favor. Mm. Yeah. And I got her emerald earrings because of her Irish ancestry. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was the reason. Yeah. That's even cuter. <laughs> That's a million mm. kajillion times cuter. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Shout out to me, Ellen Howard. <laughs> Please shower her with gifts at patreon.com slash pop junction. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's more to say about this season. Sir, I mean, well, Tasha. We should, we, talk, talk Tasha. we should talk about Tasha's art because that's actually really important. Yeah. For the season. We should also talk about the final episodes of the season. Because they, like, go on that, like, um, Dina run thing, bike thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. And the camping and secrets are revealed and blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then Molly and Shane fall fall for each other. Oh, Molly. I totally forgot. (laughs) I love Molly. Because season six was so wild, it just, like, wiped Molly from my memory. So, which one of those should we tackle first? First, let's talk about... Bet and Tina's reunion, which you started to allude to a little earlier, because, I mean, you framed it rightly as Bet cheating on um, Homegirl. <laughs> My brain. Jody. Jody. With Tina, which is true. But the Bet Tina, the Tibet reunion, as they're called in the, on the interwebs, um, the Tibet reunion was the result of a... A heat wave that uh, caused a power outage, and they were trapped in an elevator for several hours on their way to therapy Mm -hmm. with that guy that's been their therapist forever. We never talked about the therapist, but he's like a through line in all the seasons. I mean. And then they have passionate, (laughs) I love you, I can never live without you, sex in the elevator, which I was like, I was rooting for them. I was like, yeah, you guys are like, (laughs) what do you call it when a couple's like. Endgame. Endgame. There you go. <laughs> I was like, you're, yeah, I was like, you guys are like, endgame. Aww. Yeah. And like, to your point about Jody's reaction not being warranted, I think that that might even be a reaction to having seen, like, knowing that, knowing Bet and Tina's history and how long their history is, I think it's difficult to. I'm just like, if, if let's say like Tina reacted in that way, then I probably would have been like warranted. Which <laughs> like, we saw, we like, saw that. We saw that season. We saw at that. At the end of season Fuck one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, but we never doubted it was warranted. Like No, because right. this is like a decade long relationship. You have a child together. Like that's a marriage. Yeah. And so yeah. there was that. Um, to honor Dana, because Dana, I know to your frustration, like you were like upset that you didn't feel like they like mourned her appropriately or like, you know, they didn't bring her memory, no. memory like in enough in following se- no. in following seasons. And so until until this point where they do this like uh, breast cancer ride to like honor her memory yeah. and they go, it's a multi-day trip. So they go camping as part of part of the uh, memorial bike ride. And at the campground, secrets are revealed and relationships move forward. So um, 
it comes out, right? Doesn't that where it comes out? That what comes out? That Bettina, <laughs> that Bettina or thing again? Maybe I don't remember. Okay, I but remember. I do remember that that's where um, Adele is. She records Jenny and Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Yeah, they record. Oh, and the strap on specifically oh, the yeah. strap on. That was so yeah. uncouth. Fucking really Adele. What, what the? Um, and that's also where. Um, Tasha, which we'll get back to in a second in terms of her arc for the season, but that's where she, Tasha asks Al, um, Alice if they should move in together. And it's like, aww. Um, yeah. Nikki and Jenny are in their, like, wild sex-having time. Um, I don't know. That, that, camp, that campfire seemed important, but now I don't remember why. <laughs> But the arc, the arc of the season around Tasha is lo- is really rewarding because, you know, she starts the season deployed to Iraq or something like that. Yes. But then she comes home, and it's so cute when she comes home because like Alice isn't expecting her, and mm-hmm. it's like so adorable when she like realizes Uh-oh. that she's home. The underbelly of that though is that she's home because she's been discharged for, um suspicion of homosexual conduct and she has to basically go to her superior and ask for his representation as her counsel Mm -hmm. and it's this interesting thing where it's like he clearly has a bunch of like stuff about his own personal beliefs around homosexuality but like recognizes that as a lawyer he has a duty to provide counsel (laughs) yeah so he's like trying to always toe that line oh my god does he stop but then she goes through this journey of first really trying to, like, win her case, accusing her of homosexual conduct by using, like, you know, normal lawyering tactics, like circumstantial evidence and who said what and who really saw what. And so she goes mm-hmm. through that whole process um, and ultimately comes to her own conclusion that she's going to just be, be, be true to herself and... Like, yeah. she actually does, like, give, like, some kind of testimony on the stand, I think, where she's just, like, I, I know why. Because she uses the word duty <laughs> a lot. Do you remember? She's, like, we yes. go, she's, like, we go over, you know, we go overseas because that's our duty. And she says duty, like, 15 times, like, talking about, like, her duty as an officer. <laughs> but then. But did you giggle, like, a five-year-old? <laughs> You're like she's well, saying duty. Exactly. She's so saying duty. Like, Same. Like I can never times. use the word duty be- for that reason. Because I never don't think of that when I hear someone use that word. Well, it's just like, it's okay. I can normally handle it, but like she says it. Like, um, she says it. Like, yeah, how did how did like, Rose Rollins say that? She, she, <laughs> she says it like so many times and puts an emphasis on duty like she's like duty. she's like we have a duty. <laughs> we have a duty <laughs> we do have a duty <laughs> oh we lost mia <laughs> oh my god okay so she says it a lot whatever but then <laughs> kelly mcgillis from top gun Who's like, wait, oh my God, that is who that is. Yeah. So she's like the like 
prosecutor and she's a bitch. AKA a huge <laughs> fucking butch dyke. Hey, that's the headline or the, you know. <laughs> so, so, so somehow Alice realizes that she's actually a lesbian. Yes. I forget how Alice comes into that understanding. It was great. But then she blackmails her basically <laughs> and is like, bitch, if you don't let Tasha go, I'm gonna make your life a living hell. <laughs> and homegirl's scared because she's like basically been prosecuting this case even though it's like what like she has to like kill a part of herself essentially to like be this asshole prosecutor and so she basically lets tasha go free sort of but tasha's already quitting because she's like my morals my ethics my love for alice my (laughs) duty <laughs> I will not stop it. I hate, I hate you right now. So <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then uh, Tasha comes running out of the court and runs into Alice's arms, and they have like a lovely emotional reunion. Yeah, and I remember, I remember, I've definitely cried at times seeing that episode. Just because, like, it's so fucking real. Like, the fact that there are people who just, like, don't want people to, like, love who they love. It's like, what the fuck? (sighs) Anyway, season five was great for all of those reasons. Was great. Yeah. Um, Next episode, I think we're going to begin by ranking the seasons. Yeah. We're going to do that shit. Perfect. It's going to be great. And listeners, you are not ready for season six. You ain't ready, which I was, did I not prepare you? I prepared you and I was like. You prepared me, but I was still not prepared. I know, I know. There's only so much you can prepare someone. But I was just like, season six, I apologize in advance. (laughs) 